Welcome to The World in 10. It's your daily update on the biggest stories from around the world, as seen through the eyes of the Times of London. I'm Steve Holden. And I'm Rebecca Myers. Today, we will be hearing exclusive insight into the protests in Iran. We're going to tell you why loads of TV sports coverage has been switched off in the UK. And we'll be finding out, can you actually turn back your body clock? Hope so. So, talking of turning the clock back, let's rewind six months. It's a story that reverberated around the world, the death of Masa Amini in Iran. She was 22 years old and she died three days after being arrested by Iran's morality police for allegedly failing to comply with headscarf rules. So I'm sure you'll remember uh, the protests which spread not just across Iran, but all around the world last year. Demonstrations like that were rarely ever seen in Iran and arguably were the biggest threat from the public to the Islamic Republic since its inception all the way back in 1979. Now, at the time, the Iranian regime said that she had passed away from a heart attack. Her family have long said otherwise. What we've got today is some investigative work by the Sunday Times foreign correspondent Louise Callahan. Now, she's been following this story closely since it first broke last year. And Louise has put together the most detailed report yet about what happened in September to Massa. And this is what she found out. A woman who was inside the police van with Massa after she was arrested and who saw her being beaten around the head by one of the female morality police officers in that car at the time. So it's eyewitness testimony that shows that she was beaten while in custody of the morality police. So she's talking there about eyewitness testimony, somebody who saw what happened. And I would imagine that the Iranian government would want any investigation into Massa's death to have just faded away by now, which is why Louise and her colleagues' determination is crucial. They've gone out and said that Massa died because of pre-existing medical conditions and that, you know, a 22-year-old woman had a heart attack and collapsed and died several days later. And that They did their best to get their help from her. We've been able to help prove that that's not true and that's important. As Louise says, this is one of the most detailed reports we've ever been able to publish on this. It's such an important issue. And I asked her whether she thinks it will have any impact on the regime. It becomes harder and harder for the Iranian regime to peddle their lies. When we keep gathering together information like this, we don't know if we can necessarily change things, but we can def- definitely make it clear that you know it's not like they didn't know. It's such a detailed read, and it's so hard to get information like this from Iran, isn't it? Absolutely. It's really hard to get any information from what's happening inside the country, really hard to report on the country. So this kind of level of insight, it's, it's unprecedented and it's truly amazing to be able to read that. We have a story now that is dominating headlines here in the United Kingdom. So have a listen to Matt Lawton. He is the Times of London's chief sports correspondent. This has been one of the most crazy 18 hours of of my career like it's just I've never known a story like it yes and let me tell you live from the newsroom floor that this is the biggest story of the day and it involves Gary Lineker an England football legend now a well-established tv presenter who was pulled off air by one of his employers the BBC in a row over a tweet he compared the language the government was using to 1930s Germany. Now, many fiercely agreed with what he said. Many fiercely disagreed. But the BBC said that as one of its most high-profile presenters, he breached their strict editorial guidelines. 
And he was supposed to be presenting the much-loved football show match of the day, but he was told to stand down and it has had a massive ripple effect. Commentators and pundits are standing by Gary Lineker. So one of the UK's main sports radio stations has had no live sport programmes. And it all comes down to the BBC's stance as a public broadcaster, funded largely by the British public. And it's about impartiality. That is at their heart and core. And I guess the general rule or feeling is that if you work at the BBC, you shouldn't really have a view on politics or anything remotely controversial. So the key questions today are, did Gary overstep the mark? And does Gary's tweet affect his position as a sports broadcaster? Here are two thoughts on that. The first, from Roger Mosey, the former head of BBC TV News. Gary is a brilliant presenter, uh, but I think it's also true that the specific tweet that is the matter of discussion this week was not appropriate with the BBC's editorial guidelines. And here's the other school of thought from former Conservative MP and Times Radio presenter Ed Vasey. When I watch Match of the Day, I hear his views about football. And when I turn on Twitter, I hear his views on social policy, but I don't marry the two. In fact, I think the row was petering out before the BBC made this kind of astonishing decision. The key thing about this story is that it's so much bigger than sport. The BBC is a pillar of British society, not to mention a global brand and a global news organisation. It's an existential crisis for this corporation. It's prompting massive questions about impartiality, journalists, what the BBC stands for, and it's also about freedom of speech and, you know, don't groan. But the culture wars, it's, it's a huge issue. Completely. And the BBC has said uh, we are working hard to resolve the situation and hope to do so soon. Speaking of turmoil in institutions, a big story that has been developing in the business world and it involves this bank, which lots of people may not have heard of before. At Silicon Valley Bank, we deal in innovation. That's an advert for Silicon Valley Bank, a bank that focuses on the tech industry based in, surprise, surprise, California. It's the biggest bank to have collapsed since the 2008 financial crisis. This all began earlier in the week when uh, Silicon Valley's bank, its parent company, revealed it had suffered a near $2 billion loss on the sale of its bond portfolio. Yes, the dominoes started tumbling. Fears of a run, shares down, financial institutions spooked. And finally, US regulators came in to take control of the cash so that customers didn't lose their money. We've been here before, haven't we? It's a ripple effect because suddenly people are wondering if other banks have got similar issues. The word contagion has been used and financial analysts, they're looking at Silicon Valley, are wondering whether other banks with potentially uninsured deposits could suffer the same fate. The situation spooks businesses, lots of startups who are involved as well, who've got money tied up with Silicon Valley. And this is a very fast moving story with breaking news all the time. And the Sunday Times business team are covering it live, including all the fallout from here in the city and London. So do check out the website for the latest updates because it is gonna keep moving. Sticking with the Silicon Valley theme, a quick question for you first, Rebecca. Have you ever seen the film Death Becomes Her? I have not. What a classic. (laughs) Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis, and it's all about the secret of eternal youth and turning back the clock. It sounds pretty great, and it also sounds quite similar to this story in The Times today. I'll have to watch it. Um, We've got a story about one mega-rich man in America who is trying to do exactly that. Yeah, this is incredible. So Brian Johnson, he is a 45-year-old Silicon Valley entrepreneur 
Turner. And he is actively trying to turn back time, turn back his body. And his lifestyle and dedication is on a whole another level. Steve, tell us what he does. Okay, so he eats 1,977 precise vegan calories a day. He goes to sleep at the same time every night. He has two hours wearing glasses that block out blue light. And then this quote in the Times of London piece is the best. He wants to have the brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, tendons, teeth, skin, hair, bladder, penis and rectum of an 18-year-old. He even has a huge medical suite in his house, all at a massive cost. And it's apparently working. It better be for that money. (laughs) The team monitoring him have said that he has the heart of a 37-year-old, the skin of a 28-year-old and the lung capacity and fitness of an 18-year-old. At what point... Do you stop living? You know, he's having all this monitoring, all of these tests. What is he really doing with that youth? It doesn't sound like he's taking it out and enjoying himself as much as he perhaps should be. I mean, I am happy with a burger, a shake and the occasional red wine as well. Amen to that. Before we go, Rebecca, you are part of the Sunday Times team. What have you got coming up? Well, our chief foreign correspondent, Christina Lam, has been on the ground in Bakhmut, Ukraine. And it's such a fascinating piece. So I would really recommend people reading that on the website now. And we also have an eye-opening interview with Jake Daniels coming up. He's the first British professional footballer to come out as gay while still playing in the game in more than 30 years. So it's a really interesting insight into what that's been like for him. I kind of liked it. I tell people who I found attractive and who I didn't. So we've got more on that in tomorrow's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, if you enjoyed the journalism that you've heard on this podcast, you can always take out a digital subscription to The Times of London. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.